What would happen if you could empathize more with the people that you're trying to sell to so that you understand them more? When we talk about doing target personas or creating avatars, we often forget to check in with thinking about what our person, our ideal person is thinking, feeling, seeing, what they're hearing from other people and how we should connect with them more. So this episode of Mapit Marketing is all about that. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and I'm really looking forward to coming with you along this journey. I'm a marketing coach and strategist, so this is the sort of stuff that I kind of embed all the time in my coaching clients' work, but I've never really talked about it by itself as something that we should be considering. So I'm really excited to share this information with you. I also want to tell you about my new podcast. It's called Confident Content, and it's coming out on the 18th of August. If you hop along to Confident Content Podcast, Dot com, you can register on there to be alerted when the first episodes come out so you can have a listen. I am super excited about this podcast. I'm going to be sharing on a future podcast why I've made this decision to move towards this. But this is all about us going deep, deep, deep into content marketing to help you as a small business owner. Right, let's get started talking about why we need to have an empathetic marketing strategy. Welcome, this is Mappet Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Hello and welcome to Mapit Marketing. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and today we're going to talk about how we can have more empathy for our ideal audience. When we have more empathy, it changes the whole way that we talk to people. It helps us connect with people on a more personal level, and we can do that en masse. A sign that we've got great empathy with our customers is that they feel that the emails we have are just for them, that the content we're writing is really resonating with them that they feel connected with us on more than a business level, which will increase loyalty, will increase their ability to feel that they can trust us more and also help us just build a better, more engaged community. So working out how to do this, there's a bit of a process with it and it's actually got seven core things that we need to think about. This can take a long time to work out and it's part of what I might do with a client where we're trying to work out how to talk to them better on a social media platform. Um, And so we're going to go through the seven steps and get you to have a think about how you could do that. Our goal is to develop a bit of a plan or content that helps talk to these people in our ideal audience, these people like you, people that are just like us in a more conversational way without talking down to them, without trying to look like we're the most intelligent person in the room, without talking and neglecting their feelings, their thoughts, their fears all those other things. We also want to understand and think about what they might be hearing that's not us. Uh, What are the things they're thinking about, what they're also doing and and how they're being impacted by other voices because this can all help us find our gap for those people. So let's get started. She says with a drink before she starts, of water, of water. All right, number one. The first thing we want to think about is who are we actually trying to empathize with? So we start about thinking about Who is the person that we want to understand? So this is where we do that target persona stuff. We think about what is um, the situation they're in, like what kind of stage of their life are they at? What stage of their business are they at? What are 
the things that they have in there and what is their role in that situation? Are they the decision maker? Are they an unwitting passenger of it? Is it something which they chose and it's now created this big monster of a mess? Are they the person who's the patient? Are they the leader? What is their role that is the place that they're sitting in? So we start with that. Who are we empathizing with? And we start thinking about that first. The next thing we think about is what is the change that they are going to have to make and how are they going to know that that change was worth it? So what do they need to do differently? This is their kind of like their actions. What is the thing that they need to start doing differently? So for example, for me, one of the things that I'm looking at when I talk to someone and I'm having a conversation with them is I'll say, I need to check if we do this work with you, are you going to prioritize marketing more? Are you going to have, do you have time or are you going to make time? And what would that time look like for you to be able to do your marketing? Because I've worked with enough people now who just come and get the strategy and don't make a behavior change. So I know they need to make a behavior change. So I'm looking for that. I'm looking for people who are ready for that. I also need to think about what jobs they need to do or are going to need to get done to make the thing happen. Like what is it that's kind of missing through? So it might be that you guys might need to talk about, you know, do they have to have a certain amount of money to do what they need to do with you? Do they need to have headspace for it? Do they need to have structure? Do they need to have systems? Do they need to have all those different things that will help them work with you better or buy from you better? It might have some decisions they need to make. Do they need to decide to prioritize this over something else? Do they need to decide that they're going to have to have more resource for it? Do they need to have a decision around um, rearranging something to make room for it? A physical rearrangement or a, um, I don't know, like a, is it metaphorical? I don't know, like a structural systems timetable uh, reorganization. And out of that too, how are we going to know that all that stuff worked? that all that stuff was actually going to be successful for them? Um, how are we going to know that they actually reached their goals by getting that stuff done? Um, and so we want to be thinking about those two things, who we're empathizing with and what they need to do, like what are the things they need to do differently, which might involve things they're doing with you or buy from you to make that happen, and then what's the end result? So those two things are kind of really important core target market persona stuff that we would normally do but then we add more into it. Okay. So we've got those two things, and then we start looking at competitors, but not just competitors. We don't all just sit direct competitors. We look at indirect. We think about what people are seeing that's going to impact their decision-making. That could be things like what do they see in the marketplace. So it could be things like what other competitors are they seeing, what other marketing messages are they getting, um, what are they getting from other business owners and groups, all those sort of things. But they can also get that from what are they getting around them. So I have, you know, I've worked with a client recently where she really wanted to work with me um, and her partner felt that it was not beneficial to spend money on marketing. So that's going to make it really hard because I obviously don't want to cause friction in the marriage. And so we talked about, well, I'm really happy to meet them and talk it through, but also you're going to have to make some decisions around what you want to do. And that's not my decision to make for you. Um, so, you know, so what they see in the immediate environment, what they're actually seeing in terms of like, if they're hanging out with people that are going, everything is doom and gloom, that's going to impact the way that they see things as opposed to someone who's hanging out with people that are going, let's be proactive about this and change things around that. So what people are seeing is going to make a big difference. And so thinking about what your customer's experiencing in terms of their environment, as well as the marketplace is really important. The marketplace can also be their own business, what they're actually seeing and experiencing 
in their own business transactional space is also going to impact their thinking. They can also be impacted by what other people are saying or doing. So people that are kind of going down rabbit holes of, you know, doom and gloom or going down rabbit holes of different particular ideas. I've recently worked with someone who was so overwhelmed and she'd um, followed an influencer who is great um, on LinkedIn and then got really overwhelmed with the way he was teaching things because she tried it, it wasn't working and then was feeling bad about her because she was using that stuff. But actually we had to take a step back and actually look at why it wasn't working. And there were several reasons why it wasn't working. It wasn't the activity he'd suggested was great, but there was some stuff underneath it that was missing. And so understanding what they are seeing, what people, other influences and things that they're also looking at is really good. You can ask your community, ask them what podcasts they're listening to, what books are reading, what they're most influenced by. Find out this stuff because it can really help you understand the other voices that are coming in um, around you and don't feel freaked out about it. I think that's important. And related to that, you know, what people are watching and reading. Um, I share the stuff I read and watch that has nothing to do with marketing too. Like I've, you know, I'm really been getting into enjoying marketing mindset books. It's been really helpful this year, especially with working with some of my clients. Um, but I also really love thrillers. I love Scandi, Scandi um, thrillers. I love Scandi TV programs. And those are great respites for me. And I, they're not necessarily things that fit in here, but they're escapism Um I like deathly terrible escapism um, rather than fully stuff because my life's pretty good. So, you know, that helps me. But thinking about what people see, what people are consuming, getting an idea on those things, even those little things can be really helpful in terms of empathizing with the way people are feeling and talking about stuff. Um, one of my changing things was I still love listening to podcasts. I still have three or four of these type of podcasts that I personally listen to every week, but I don't listen to them every day. I also listen a lot to podcasts that have nothing to do with my industry. And because the problem with a marketing podcast is my industry. So that can cause issues for me because I then come away with a whole lot of other stuff I've got to do and it throws me into overwhelm. So on days where I've got like a really busy client day, my podcasts are fun podcasts. Um, I'm a big fan of, a fan of Flightless Bird with David Farrier. Um, or they'll be just music. I'm never going to share with you my music list except for Tay-Tay because she is obviously the queen of music and all things. All right, just lost a couple of followers. I apologize for that. All right, so I haven't quite forgiven her for not coming to New Zealand, however, for her show. Well, though, would I have got a ticket and got tickets for my three girls? Unlikely, so perhaps it just saved me. Um, the next, so that's number three, what do they see? Then we also want to think about what they are saying, like thinking about what they're saying in groups, what they're saying online in their own social media, um, what they're saying in their meetings with you, the things they're talking about, recording those to understand what they're verbalizing, the different things that they're focusing on. Um, so we want to listen to that, tap into it, listen and learn. We can get a lot of content ideas from listening to what people are saying and then replying back to those things. Um, one of my most awesome emails that I did earlier in the year was I'd heard lots of people stress about stuff around the recession. So I said that in an email and then asked other people to tell me what they say to make themselves feel better. And then I shared it and it was really powerful and beautiful. Um, sharing what other people say is really good, but listening to what people are saying. Then we also want to think about what do they do? Like what behaviors they're doing? Either ones you've observed them doing, things they're telling you doing, look at their routines, focusing on what you imagine people might be doing. You know, like one of the things I think is really important is, you know, my youngest is 17, but I still spend a lot of time because I've got a lot of clients with young children 
reminding myself of what it was like to be like that because it gives me empathy with them and stops me from getting judgmental of going, oh, just get this done. It's why I have such a diverse way of teaching because I know what it's like to be time poor. I also know what it's like to be money poor. Um, I know all those things. I've experienced those things. So my imagination helps me empathize with those things either from when they've told me it's happening and then I go back and think, how am I relating to that? Or it might be because I'm just imagining that myself and and empathizing with it in a way that helps me change my content. So we've got who we're empathizing with, what they need to do, what they need to, who, what they need, what do they see, what they're physically seeing out there in their world, um, in a business context, in their environment, and what their community, their people that are closest to them, are seeing, what they're saying, like what they're verbalizing out loud what they do they're doing and like their structure of their day and what how they're managing their time, how they're doing all those different behaviors, and um, what they're actually like, you know, one of the things I think is really important is we say there's no money, but then Taylor Swift's things come out and people suddenly have that money. And it's a really important reminder that actually, you know, um what people say they're doing and what they're actually doing are often two different things. And that's what we have to remember all the way through that. And then after that, we need to think about what people are hearing. So we've talked about what they're seeing and what they're saying, but this is what they're hearing. What are they hearing other people say? Like, what are they hearing from the media? Um, Rod always talks about this because he always goes, there's always a property crisis, no matter what it is. So just don't pay attention to it. Um, what are they hearing others say? What are they hearing from friends? Like, what, what are friends saying to them? You know, are they saying, hey, you, you're never going to success in business? Are they going to say things like, you've got this, or I hey, don't understand, you know, why you can't do this. What are they hearing from colleagues? Like, are they getting, do they have good relationships with colleagues? And are these people supporting them? If they're in a work environment, are they feeling supported in that workplace? And what are they hearing secondhand? Are they hearing gossip about themselves? Are they hearing things that are gossip about other people? Are these things impacting the way that they are working things out? Um, are they hearing things about you? Um, do they hear, have they heard good things about you? Have they heard not so good things about you? You know, what are they hearing about you? What could they be hearing about you? Um, and don't overthink this, but also thinking about, you know, how are you going to live up to whatever they've said? Or how are you going to ignore stuff that's been misset said about you as well? Because no one's, not a third of people are never going to like us. So there's literally a third of people that have come into contact with me in my entire life who just have an immense dislike for me. Um, or my, yeah, there'll be a whole bunch of people who just don't care less. There's a third that don't care less either, but there'll be a whole third that just really don't like me. So I have to accept that there'll be people out there that are actively saying nasty things about me because proportionally out of that third, there'll be a few people out there that are just not nice people. Um, There'll also be not nice people who absolutely love me and they'll never say anything nasty about me, but they might say nasty things about someone else. So, you know, um, balance. It's balance, people. Um, so what do they hear? And then once we've done that, once we've done all those things, we really think about this. And this is, I have sped through this. This is like a day's work, but you could put a couple of hours aside this week to kind of start on it. You know, and it could actually be a couple of days work, to be honest, over a period of time. Once we've got who they're empathizing with, like who are we empathizing with their target market? Once we've got like what thinking about what they're going to have, the journey that they're going to have to go on or the diff, what they need to do differently to do what they're doing with you. What we need, when we decide, you know, to look at what they're seeing and what they're, they're physically, visually seeing um, in their world, what they're physically saying themselves, what they're physically doing, how they're structuring their day and their life, and then what they're hearing from their community, from their environment, from other people 
that are in the industry and perhaps things that are secondhand. When you have all those together, we go into two areas. What do they think and what do they feel? So one of the biggest mistakes we do is we jump into this too early. We don't want to jump into this too early. We want to go through all those other things to help us really understand the thinking and the feeling. Because when we have the thinking and the feeling, we can talk to those things directly. Um, and so we keep those other ones very non-thinky and feely around. They're just matter of fact, you know, like, what if we heard them say, um, you know, one of my clients said, she often hears them say, you know, um, I, I've had this actually recently quite a bit. People go, I feel like I've lost, I, I, I've lost my way in my business or I just, I can't do that because I can't see my value in it anymore. So they're saying these words and then, you know, what are they doing today? They're just not doing the work they're meant to do because of the fact that they're saying this thing and it's kind of, they're, par they, 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 they're, they're paralyzed. They're physically paralyzed around this, well, mentally paralyzed. What do they hear? I'm hearing from other people that I'm too expensive. I'm hearing from other people that I'm struggling. And so when I go through that and they go, what do I see in the marketplace? I see this recession. So they go, if I do this, I'll do this with it. I'll do this actually right now. So um, I, I have a client at the moment. So the person that I want to understand is someone that's come to me. They're desperate. Their business has slowed down. They're stressed out. Um, their role in the business is a business owner. It's always gone easy before and suddenly it's hard. What they need to do, what do they need to do differently? They need to work out to change. They need to change, change what they're doing. Um, they need to make sure that they start really getting a clear message sorted out and they may need to change their offer. Um, they need to decide, is the offer they're doing the right offer they're doing? Are they priced in the right place and they're talking to the right people? Um, and then how will we know they're successful? Well, they'll have clients and they won't have the stress anymore. So that would be my who and what they need to do. If I did number three, what do they see? They see in the marketplace that there is conversations about other businesses struggling. So they go, oh, that's what's happening. In their immediate environment, they might be having people saying, you know, there's a recession going on, it's tricky. In media, they're hearing that said as well. And they're, watch, and they're having people that are coming to them and go, I want to work with you, but I can't afford you. Um, they're watching and reading stuff that's feeding that and, and it's creating like this circular environment of that. When they're talking to me and what they say, they say things like, um, no one's buying from me, I'm, t I'm too expensive, people don't get me, I'm struggling. I'm worried about what I'm doing. Then what they're doing, they're frozen. Um, we're observe I'm observing them not wanting to, to share what they're doing, struggling to communicate on social media. And I can imagine them just falling over and just crumbling because they're not making the changes that they need to do. They need to make changes, but that's not what they're doing. They've lost confidence. Um, what do they hear? They're hearing that they're too expensive. Um, they're hearing from friends that they need to go and get a real job. Um, they're hearing from colleagues that it's hard for everybody and they're hearing secondhand um, other things like other people are working so they know it's working for some people but they don't understand why it's not working for them. So this is actually, I've had this happen with a client, three clients now in the last two weeks. Very different businesses but that is the process. Then what you would do is you go, what do they think and feel? What are their pains? What are their fears and anxieties and frustrations? So they're scared that they're going to have to go back to paid work they're scared that they're going to be a failure. They no longer value themselves. They think that what they're doing is not as good as it should be. They're worried that um, no one's going to buy from them, that they're going to have to discount and start working like really low cost. Those are all the pains. They're worried that they're not going to be a, um, not going to be successful. They're worried that they're not going to find their target market, like all those things. And then the gains, what do they want to do? And this is the really important thing. Like I, in this thing, I'll be like, well, what do you want your life to look like? 
you know, um, what are your wants, you know, what do you actually want? Um, go beyond your needs, but let's start with your needs. What do you actually need to have? How many hours do you want to work? Um, and then, you know, can we think about like what the outcome for this would be? You want to have regular clients. You want to have a waiting list. You want to have people buying from you. You want to feel good with what you're doing. You want to have a great sense of enjoyment on all those things. When we have got an empathy around the who, the do, the see, the say, what they're doing and what they're hearing. And when you've got those things in there, you can really get pretty and amazing around thinking about what their pains are, what their fears, frustrations, and anxieties are, and their gains, their wants, their needs, hopes, and dreams. And from that, we can think about how to talk to those things, how to help eliminate the pain, and how to increase the gain. And that is how we use empathy when we're developing a marketing strategy. I hope this helped you. I'd like you to try and use this model with your clients. Go through and think about who the person is. Think of a specific person, what they need to do differently and what how you're going to know that they're successful if they work with you. And then go through what are the things that's impacting them? What are they seeing? What are they saying? What do they do? What is the behaviors they're doing? And what are they hearing? And from that, work out what they're thinking and what they're feeling, the pains and the gains. I'm excited to hear what you do. Let me know. Come along to Mavit Marketing, our Facebook group, if you want to ask questions on this. And, um, or just hit me up on Instagram or LinkedIn and let me know you've listened to it and tell me what you thought. Well, I hope you're feeling a bit more empathetic and that you start to go through this process. Take some time out this week. If you go, actually, this would be helpful. Take some time out. Put aside an hour, two hours, just to kind of start going through it. It will take you probably longer than that, but just giving yourself some time will really help it. Remember, come along to our Facebook group, Mavit Marketing, if you really want to hear and have um, connections with other small business owners. There's a whole bunch in there, and you can ask questions for me in there too. Also, remember, Confident Content Podcast is out on the 18th of August, and gosh, this is a lot of ads, but this is important. If you're a New Zealand business and you really want help with your content marketing strategy, I have some solutions for you. I'm running workshops across New Zealand. There are still a few places that we're running those. Um, as this comes out, there's uh, Palmerston North, Christchurch, and Invercargill is still coming this year. Plus, there are plenty planned for next year, and there will be more online ones too. So come along, come to one of the workshops, and learn if you're in one of those areas. Have a great week. Oh, and next week, oh, it is me. Oh, it is my client, Alana. She's coming along to talk about how to get that balance in your life if you've got everything going on and why you actually can't get everything done. It's not you. It's life, baby. Have a good week. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.